0: I want to just kind of share. We ministered this morning in an area, and uh, I, I, this would kind of be, a, uh, I guess, a twin message to it, uh, kind of bound together. But I want to talk to you tonight for just a few minutes on the fact of the guarantee of God's keeping power. The guarantee of God's keeping power. I think sometimes we lose sight of what God can do, and what he wants to do, and how he wants to manifest his presence to you in the time of turmoil, in the time of a trial or trouble, sickness, um, whatever it might be, confusion. God wants you to know he's keeping you. He's with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end. So the God's presence is important. I want to read some verses out of 1 Peter. Chapter 1, verses 1 through uh, 9, actually. There are several scriptures, but it all ties in with this. But Peter's writing to the church. Now, the church that Peter's writing to is a persecuted church. It's a church where they're giving their lives, literally giving their lives. They're burning them at the stakes. They're burning them and using them as, as uh, lamplights. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a very hideous thing to think about these things that happened to the early church and the Christians in their persecution. But it did happen. It's recorded. It's recorded in history. And uh, the thing is... In the midst of that, you still had God's men and God's women that were called of God to exhort and minister. And even Peter, you know, Peter himself gave his life. He, he felt unworthy to be crucified like Jesus, so he was crucified upside down because of his humility and, and, uh, and his appreciation for what the Lord had done. But Peter was an encourager. Peter knew what the name of Jesus was. He knew how to use the power of the name of Jesus. He, he proved that when he preached the first message on the day of Pentecost and told the people to go be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then he pre- proved it again in Acts the third chapter when they were, him and John were going up to the gate called Beautiful and they were going to enter to pray. And a man was there that was lame from his mother's womb and Uh, He was wanting alms and some money. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And immediately strength came into his ankle bones, and he raised up and walked. So Peter was a man of God that knew who God was. He knew the keeping power of the Lord. And when he wrote to the church in his epistles to the church uh, of the Lord during that period, that persecuted church, Peter knew firsthand what they were going through. But Peter also knew that God's keeping power was there. God, listen, God will sustain us. I believe that many people that were persecuted, they didn't even feel the pain because God uh, bore their pain. (laughs) That's what the Bible said. He bore their pain. And I I, I believe that they didn't have the pain uh what they were being persecuted. Some of them. Some of them did. But you know the thing is, the thing that's going to see you through is knowing that God's with you and God's power is with you. But look what Peter said to the church. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy... Hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now that's a lot, that's a lot said in those few words. The Father and Lord of our Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy, listen, it's just not the mercy of God. God's given us abundant mercy tonight and hath begotten us again unto a lively hope through and by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season I, I want to I've emphasized that in my Bible, though now for a season. Listen, what you're going through, what our nation is going through, is just for a season. We, we, we don't need to hunker down and act like this is forever. We need to understand there's seasons, and this is a season that we're going through, and that the, even though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations or testings or trials. This is what that word temptation is. And Peter was saying, even though that's there, you can rejoice, though now for a season. It's the, what you're going through is only for a season. And that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Now, Paul, uh, Peter said a whole lot here, and 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 he was telling us, you know, none of us. Well, you may have seen the Lord in a vision or um, uh, or a dream or, or of some manner like that, a manifestation of the Lord in that sense. But we have not seen Him physically, not yet. <laughs> but we will. Whom having not seen, you love. Don't you love the Lord tonight? I, I, you know, you, you, you're listening right now and watching right now. You need to know I love God. I love the Lord. I love the Lord Jesus. And who, though you see Him not, sometimes we don't see God. Sometimes we don't see God in anything we're going through. But you know what? God gave us a promise. Lord, I'm with you always. I'm with you always. And God is not going to leave us, nor forsake us, or leave us in a lurch. He's there with us. Even though you see Him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Now... Peter said a lot in those scriptures. You need to reread those and just maybe underline some things and let God speak to you in some specific specific areas in that scripture that Peter's talking to us about. But there's surely no more comforting truth in the whole Bible than that God guarantees. He guarantees to keep his children from the present moment of time until they arrive safely in heaven. Now it doesn't mean you won't have trials. That don't mean you won't have tribulation. That don't mean you won't have testings. That doesn't mean you're not going to have some uh, times where it looks like God's not there. No, that's not what he's saying. But what we need to understand is God guarantees to keep his children from the present moment of time until they arrive safely in heaven. God's with you. God's with us through this journey of life. God's with us through that situation that you're in. God's with us. All as citizens of the United States. He's with us all, believers. He's with us all through this time right now. And until we reach and arrive safely in heaven. Glory to God. That, 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 that excites me. Jude 24. Uh, Jude is just one one chapter there. But in Jude 24, it said Unto him that can keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of the glory, uh, with his, of his glory with exceeding joy. Now, look what you, unto him that can keep you from falling. God can keep you. God can protect you. God can keep, strengthen you. God will see you through the situation and he'll keep you and, uh, from falling and present as faultless before the presence of glory with exceeding joy. And Paul said in Second Second Timothy one verse twelve. I'm reading a lot of scriptures here, but you know, let the word speak for itself. Let God confirm His word with with the word. Second Timothy one twelve said uh, to those uh, some of us are in middle life right now, (laughs) and uh, but for this for which cause I also suffer these things. Paul's writing to Timothy. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I'm not confounded, I'm not ashamed, I'm not confused, for I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. We need, we need to jot these down, write them, circle them, highlight them in your Bible, however you do it. But we need to look at these scriptures on a daily basis because God's going to keep us. God's going to see us through God's going to preserve us. God's going to bless us, just like He said He would. And to those nearing the journey's end. Now see, sometimes some of us may be getting ready to enter into heaven. We're entering the end of the journey for some folks. And to those that's nearing that. And the Lord, 2 Timothy 4, verse 18. The Lord said, shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto the heavenly kingdom. Unto Him be glory forever and ever. Glory to God. Hey, listen, we, we don't have to sit around and let the devil take us out. Amen. That's right. Let God take us when it's time. Amen. Yes. We don't have to sit around and let sickness ruin our lives. Rise up and let God's power flow through you so that you can be the witness that God's called you to be. The witness of God's preserving power and keeping power. We've got testimonies of people in our church. I'm going to tell you, I'm amazed with our congregation I love them. And i tell you what, they know, they have a deep relationship with God. I, I, the members of our church, they have a deep relationship with God. They've seen God bring them through some tough times and rough times and, and the church collectively and them individually. But I want to tell you something. I would rather have those, in, those people in my trench than anybody. Because they know what it is to know God's keeping power. And God's guarantee of Him keeping us, because He is that kind of God. Now, look what John said. Jesus said in John seventeen fifteen, "I do not pray that you take that, that you take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one." See, now some people are just saying, "Lord, just take me on out of here. Get me out of here." Well, don't don't rush your exit, because God wants you to finish. What he's put in your heart and in your life to do for the kingdom of God. We may not be missionaries around the world. You may not be an evangelist on worldwide television. We may may not have a worldwide radio ministry. But I want to tell you something. God's got purpose for you. And until your purpose is completed, God's not going to take you home. Praise God. And when that purpose is completed, then God will say, come home. And we can all rejoice knowing that the word is truth. And there's no sorrow because to be absent from the body, Paul said, is to be present with the Lord. Thank God for that. The victory's ours in the name of the Lord. Now, Peter gives the same emphasis to this truth in 1 Peter 1 and 5. In the fifth verse, he said we are kept by the power of God. And, I, and that's what I want to talk to you a little bit tonight on the guarantee of God's keeping power. We're kept by the power of God through faith. There's that word faith again, by the way. You can't get away from faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But God, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in this last time. We are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And uh, uh, the Lord is not only keeping heaven for us. But he is keeping us for heaven. (laughs) Glory to God. See, God's not only keeping heaven for you, but he's keeping us for heaven. So his keeping power operates on both sides of the veil. God's keeping power. If we belong to the Lord, heaven is certain. If you belong to Jesus Christ, heaven is certain. I, I, I will say that again. Heaven is certain. You don't have to have any doubts in your heart where you're going. You, when you leave and take your last breath on this earth, you're going to be in the presence of Almighty God, in the presence of the Lord Himself, and you're going to you're going to hear Him say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Amen. And 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 look what the, the John ten twenty eight, and I give them eternal life. Jesus is talking, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Uh, listen, we talk about the power of the devil, we talk about all of his Sly schemes that he's got, and a lot of people are afraid to step out of the door because the devil's going to get them. But I want to tell you something. Listen to this. The Lord is not going to allow that to happen because God says nothing's going to snatch us out of his hand. The devil can't just come up and take you at his will. I I want to emphasize, he can't take you at his will. He can't do anything to you at his will. Now, I want you to get a hold of that. The devil has no authority in our life when Jesus defeated him 2,000 years ago. And then when we come to Jesus Christ and accept the fact that 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 blood that he spilled was for our salvation, the stripes on his back was for our healing, and that his death was for our eternal life, that we could be made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, and that we can come and have that hope and that confidence that when we leave this earth, we're going to enter into the presence of the Lord. To be absent from the body is what Paul said is to be present with the Lord. So thank God for the victory that's ours in his name. And and, and listen, Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6, the writer again says, he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. And I'll even go further. We don't have to fear what disease can do to you. Amen. Don't fear anything that the enemy puts out there to destroy you. We don't have to fear anything. I like what one some person said one time about fear. It's F-E-A-R. It's false evidence appearing real. The devil makes look, things look more real than what they are. And we need to understand that Jesus is Lord. Now, I, I want to briefly just give you these three things that we should know about God's power that keeps us. Number one, the power by which God keeps us is described as God's power. (laughs) I know that sounds like a double talk there, but the thing is this. We talk about the keeping power of God, but yet when it comes down to us, personally. We we don't allow this to be part of it. But the power by which God keeps us is described as God's power. The Greek here is very significant. It literally reads, kept in the power of God. We're literally kept in the power of God. Kept in the power of God. How? Through the power of the Lord. We, we, We belong to him. We're his possession. I don't know about you, but uh, you, you know if somebody trying to come in my house and I had pos- my possessions are there i 'm going to do my best as a human being to guard those possessions and not allow someone to just come snatch them because they want to but we 're god 's possession, and guess what he 's better than us earthly fathers he 's better than us earthly mothers he 's better than anybody that 's of this earth, and we need to understand we 're kept. In the power of God. It's a military metaphor. And the thought of it is garrison guarded by soldiers. We're guarded by the angels of the Lord. The angels of God are encamped around about those that love him and fear him. God's angels are with us. Now, some people got kind of far out on angels. Um, Some people... And I'm not saying God couldn't do this, but angel feathers falling around them and all of that to give them proof. Well, you know what? The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> when the angels of God, he's kept you from sudden accidents. He's kept you from the devil allowing something to happen to destroy you. God's kept you and that that's the power of God. And we're kept by that power. And so we, we need to understand that we're kept by the power of God. And a garrison is guarded by soldiers in Damascus. Uh, the governor uh, in first, Second Corinthians eleven thirty-two, under uh, R- 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 Aretas the king, was guarding the city of the Damascus with a garrison, desiring to arrest him. Paul's talking about himself. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. <laughs> God, see, God's smarter than the devil. Mm-hmm. I want to yell that out so everybody can hear. God is smarter than the devil. And I'll even add to it, you're smarter than the devil because you've got God on your side. And if God before you, who can stand against you? And we need to just see this tonight and see what a tremendous power is available to us as long as our earthly pathway. It's nothing less than the power of God. It's God's power operating in us. And we need to think of his power in creation, in history. I mean, think of the power of God. When he spoke and the world was, he spoke and things came into existence. He spoke when God spoke. And in redemption, and in his final intention of deliverance by the catching away of the church. Listen, God has his way of doing things, and God is proving his power every day. And God's power is alive in your life tonight. Now, surely the same God of power can keep us. I mean, you know, we read all these scriptures, that same God is our God. That same God is our God. His power is sufficient, and he guarantees to make it available to you and operative in your life until the end of your earthly pilgrimage here on this earth. And when you will no longer need to be uh, to, to to go through by faith or be through faith be shielded by God's power, by faith. listen, faith, I know I mentioned that word faith a lot, but I want to tell you something. Faith is part of your life, is a, is a spiritual. New creation in Christ. Faith is mentioned so often in the Bible. Have faith in God. Believe God. You know, uh, we've got to put that confidence in God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it's through faith and His power is there for us and uh, uh, we're shielded by God's power. Now, number two... The extent to which God keeps us covers us covers every circumstance of our earthly life. Now, number one was, the power by which God keeps us is described as God's power. Number two, the extent to which God keeps us covers every circumstance of our earthly life. Uh, Listen, we need to understand, when you get up in the morning, you go out the door, you get in your car, whatever you do, every circumstance of your life is guarded by God. The presence of God. Is for us, and we need to get, We need to be kept by the power of God, and uh, we need to be kept from the power of flesh within. We need to be kept from indwelling sin. How do we do that? Through the blood. It's through the blood and through faith in God. And we still possess the old Adamic nature, but you see, the thing is, we're now new creatures in Christ Jesus, and His life is our life. And the law of the spirit of life, Romans 8, 2, the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. So we need to understand that we've got a new law operating in us. And we're not operating by the earthly laws or the satanic laws or the Adamic laws. We're operating by God's law. And that's the law of faith. And we need to understand that it's there. And we need to be kept from the power of the world without. We're in danger of being allured by its attractions and its evils, you know. We, even Christians, the, the boldest Christians, the most, um, I guess, dedicated Christians, all have the same fleshly nature that we have to let God protect us. And we need to get into the things of God and understand what the Word says. For the law of the spirit of life. Has made us free. You ought to shout that out. I've been made free from the law of sin and death. And we're kept from the world. Now look what, well, uh, you know, this is John talking. from 1 John 2. He said, we, He said, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, now uh, let me just say this. Loving the world is not just necessarily loving uh, things uh, of, of the world like... Beer joints and, and and those things that we call dives or, uh, or or anything like that. but loving the world. And if you love this earth, sometimes we can get we can let our earthly possessions get a hold of us, and we can love our possessions more than God. Now, listen, I'm not contradicting the fact that God doesn't want to bless us; He wants to bless us abundantly. He wants to bless us abundantly, but we don't need to let things get a hold of us because God's bigger than that. And the love of the Father is what God wants in us. And so we need to be kept from the power of the devil around us. He's powerful. He's a powerful foe. He's always seeking our downfall. Sometimes he comes as an angel of light. Now, this is where people get deceived. Satan can come as an angel of light. He can come and look so spiritual. Uh, he can look so holy and righteous. He can even speak the same things. I had a friend of mine, a minister friend that I uh, knew of in uh, Beaumont, Texas. Uh, he, he, Harry Hodge was his name. And he was a great man of God. And he was in his office one day. And three angels, I guess they were angels, uh, because I don't know if human beings that can do this, but angels they walked through the wall of his office and came in. And they said, You are a mighty holy man of God. And we're going to and, and God is going to exalt you, and God's going to make your name great. And God's going to do it all and they begin to name all these things off to him. And this brother in the Lord recognized, number one, no man is to exalt himself above the Lord. No man is to think more highly of himself or esteem himself more highly than others. And he said, I bind you in the name of Jesus, you foul devil. Because you're an angel of light and not an angel of the Lord. And they disappeared just as quick as they came in. Now listen, it takes a man of God to recognize, or a woman of God to recognize. And I don't mean you have to be called and ordained of God and all of this. But when you're walking with the Lord, you're going to know and sense whether something's of God or not of God. God wants to protect you. God wants to keep us from, from the evil one. Praise God. And they'll come as angels of light. And this is what Paul said in 2 Corinthians. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And sometimes he transforms himself into a roaring lion. <laughs> because Paul said, in, uh, in, uh, or Peter said in First uh, Peter 5 and 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil would love to just make a lot of noise and scare you to death if he can't do anything else. And put fear in you. So, and in, the, in this time of crisis that we're in in America today, we don't need to let that roaring line put fear in us, to devour us, because he can't do it. Amen? Amen? Our mind needs to be kept in peace. Our minds need fortifying and freeing from doubt, despair, depression, and discouragement. And look what the Bible said in Isaiah 26:3: You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusts in you. In other words, talking about God's people and the Lord himself. God will keep us in perfect peace. God will. Whose mind is stayed on him. Because he trusts in the Lord. And our heart needs to be kept. Kept from fear. Isaiah 41.10. There's a lot of scriptures in Isaiah about this. He said, fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And we're, we're, we're also kept from worry. See, God's keeping us during this time. God's preserving us. And, he, and Paul uh, Paul said in Philippians 4 and 7, Be anxious for nothing. Don't get all uptight about all this. Some people are in a nervous dither. But what Paul said, don't be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He'll keep us. He'll keep us from all of this and from anxiety. Psalms 37 and 1 says, do not fret because of evildoers. We're not to be fretful tonight. I tell you, some Christians I've talked to and we can see them on Facebook and everything. They're so fretful. They're so fretful of everything. But the Bible says, fear not. I'm with you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you. And don't be anxious for nothing. Paul said in Philippians 4.7, but in everything, by prayer and supplications, Prayer and supplications. With thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. God's peace. Now, it's easy to have peace when there's no trouble, right? It's easy to have peace when there's no storm raging. Uh, The disciples didn't understand Jesus in the boat sleeping during the middle of a storm. And he just sat there sleeping and resting. And the disciples were scared and woke him up. He said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus just looked out at the storm and said, Peace, be still. And the storm ceased. Now, you know what? God's given us the same authority and the same right as a child of God through him and through his name that whatever storm it is, just shout, Peace! And God's peace will rule in the situation. And it will keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And from anxiety, don't fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. David said in Psalms thirty-seven one. Our whole spirit and body need to be uh, need to experience the keeping power of God. God is keeping us. Listen, He'll keep your mind, He'll keep your body, He'll 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 keep everything that you have. He'll keep it. And now may the God of peace, Paul said in First Thessalonians five twenty-three, may the hope, may the God of peace. Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. I want to tell you something. If your soul isn't resting in the Lord, which is this, the soulish realm, the, the carnal realm, we, we can bring it into submission. Don't let your mind race with all kinds of thoughts. Bring it under submission to the Lord. And, you know, let God's Spirit, don't, he said, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God wants to rest our minds, rest our spirits, rest our bodies, and realize that God is keeping us with his power tonight. Hallelujah. God is on your side. Now, the third thing is this, and this is important to us. The channel through which God keeps us is that of our faith in him. Faith is important. I've had many people throughout the years, Brother Clarence, I just don't have the faith that some people have. I just cannot get myself in a position to believe God like you're talking about. Faith. But what we have to do, we have to... uh, Peter says, we who through faith are shielded by God's power. We're shielded by God's power through faith. You're saved through faith. You receive the power of the Holy Spirit through faith. You, You receive God's provisions through faith. You receive the blessings of God through faith. You receive healing through faith. And this is what the Lord wants us to see. We God God wants us to trust in Him. He just says, Trust in me. God wants you to put your trust, put your confidence in God. Get your confidence out of man. Churches. Put your confidence in God. God, trust Him. He'll keep you. And as you trust, He'll support and sustain you. And when tempted to sin, to, to fear or to despair, he said, just look to me and, uh, and trust in me. And you'll be shielded by my power, by God's power, until the coming of the salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time. Thank God. It's ours. It's ours. Now, here's one final question. How does the Lord keep us when we put our trust in him? He keeps us in two ways. Now, you all ready for this? Some of you know it already. But he, number one, he he keeps you in peace by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit within you. God's presence by his Holy Spirit that is within us keeps us. Every Christian has been indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Let God's peace empower your heart. Let God's peace rule your heart. And God wants us to, to come to this point to where we can pray. And let's look what Jesus, he said, I'll pray the Father. This is Jesus praying. I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another helper, a comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Now the word uh, comforter and helper, it comes from paracletus. It means someone to walk alongside. In other words, God's got his keeping power. You've got your own personal bodyguard, by the way. And, that's, and God said and that He may abide with you. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless; I will come to you. Jesus said that in John fourteen sixteen through eighteen. And listen, we're we're kept by the indwelling presence. We're kept by the angels on the outside. Because in Psalm 91, 11, and 12, David talked about it much. He said, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. In their hands that they bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. The angels of the Lord. Thank God. God wants to keep us. We need to be like, uh, uh, you know, I'll lift up my eyes into the hills. (laughs) From whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps you, uh, keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. Uh, And the the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going in and your coming out from this time forth. And even forevermore. Hallelujah. Now that's the Bible. That's the Word. God said, I'll keep you. I'll keep you. He who keeps Israel. How many believes God's got his eye on his Israel? They're the apple of his eye. God's keeping his eye on them. God promised them something. That covenant promise God made with them will be performed. It will be confirmed. It will happen just like God said. And the Lord shall preserve you. Thank God. And, 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 and you know, I just, I just wanted to encourage you tonight that we've got the guarantee of God's keeping power in our lives. Don't go to bed at night worried. Go to bed at night with peace. Put your problems to rest. Because you're going to face a new day tomorrow with God's peace ruling and umpiring your heart and your mind and your life. And we need to conclude this tonight in Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is able. God is able to keep you from stumbling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. We're kept by the power of God. We're kept, I, I want to emphasize it, we're kept by the power of God. Day by day, come what may, we're kept by the power of God. God's power is real. Satan, his power is imitation power because God has stripped him of his authority. Now, mind you, people can still believe lying vanities and forsake their own mercy. That's what we're seeing happening in our world. But you as a believer, I, I want to encourage you tonight. Don't let the devil frighten you. Don't let the devil bully you. Stand up. And say, God keeps me. We're kept by the power of God. Father, let your peace minister to the hearts of your people in a special way tonight. Lord, just let them know that they can go to bed with the peace of God and get a good night's rest every night. Because you're with them. And Lord, the power of God is real. And Father, we just thank you for it tonight. Let it come alive in their hearts. We just announce peace to every person And Faith Assembly Church and every person that's watching by Facebook Live around the nation and around the world, we pronounce and announce peace to you. God's peace. God's restoration power in your life right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for what your word declares and what it says. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yes. Because you know why God's with you right now. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. Now just reach out and just feel it right now. I can hear The brush of angels' wings I see glory on each face Surely the presence Of the Lord is in this place One more time Oh, surely the presence Of the Lord is in this place I can feel his mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. The Lord, as we leave this service, we thank You for Your peace that passes all understanding, that keeps the hearts and minds of every individual that's hurt us tonight. Lord, we thank You for Your keeping power, Your preserving power. Lord, the, the peace of God that manifests the joy of the Lord. We don't have to be troubled in our spirits, And so we just pronounce and announce peace to Your people tonight. In the name of Jesus, And we just give You glory and praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Dina, one of our uh, got a lot of allergies. Okay, Dina's up in uh, Connecticut. She watches us regularly, faithfully. Father, we just send the word to Dina right now. There's no distance in prayer, and Lord, we just take authority over all of these allergy effects in her body. We declare your healing power to flow right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. We just give you praise. And Father, just minister to every person that needs a touch right now. If you need a touch from God right where you are, lift your hand. Put your hand on your body where you're hurting or where you need it. And Father, we just announce peace. Your peace. Your healing power. Your preserving power. Your resurrection power. In the name of Jesus. And thank you for doing it, Lord. And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Praise God. We've received a lot of reports of answered prayers. And I believe we're going to hear one from Dina. Amen. And others that right now God's touching you. We want to remind you to be here Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Right here on Facebook Live. We're going to be here ministering again. And let's let the Holy Spirit minister to you. God bless you. Just rejoice in the Lord. God bless.